Hey, it's a great privilege to be with you folks today. Um, this is just great. And beautiful, beautiful building here in campus. Uh, this is the first time we've been here, so it's uh, just a pleasant pleasure to be with you folks today. My wife, Gloria, is with us today, too. So, Gloria, stand up and wave at the folks. Yeah. And uh, we have three grown kids and uh, four grandkids, ages uh, four to nine. And all the grandkids live close by, so that's a special privilege to see a lot of the grandkids. And uh, so we're just, um, yeah. Um, I've, I've been the pastor at Haller Lake Baptist Church, as was mentioned, for some 17 years, and I'm retired now. So, but uh, serving part-time as the uh, Converge Northwest chaplain. I noticed that you had Steve Welling here to preach uh, sometimes recently. Steve and I were classmates at Bethel Seminary way back in the dark ages, and uh, we had a special connection because we were the Washingtonians that were way back in, in St. Paul, Minnesota. But um, it's great to be with you folks today. Let's just uh, look to God's Word. We're looking today at Psalm 103. And uh, so if you have your Bible, turn to it, or if you have your cell phone with the Bible app, you can turn that on, and uh, we'll look at it the good old-fashioned way today. No, no uh, overhead has been mentioned, but uh, we, we uh, have the Word of God in our, in our hands so that we can uh, look at it. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you might uh, speak to our hearts today. Uh, may your word not return void. May our ears be open and listening and receptive to your word. Uh, bless my tongue, Lord, and uh, help me to proclaim your word in a way that would please and honor you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Someone prayed, Dear God, so far I've done all right. I haven't gossiped. I haven't lost my temper. I haven't been greedy, grumpy, nasty, selfish, or overindulgent, and I'm very thankful for that. But in a few minutes, God, I'm going to get out of bed. <laughs> and from then on, I'm going to need a whole lot more help. Well, do you ever feel like you need God's help? I know that I certainly do all the time, every day. Uh, David in Psalm 103 uh, says, Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord. O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. David here gives praise to God for his many benefits, for God's help in his life. And he says, praise the Lord, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. From my innermost being, bless the Lord. 
Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits. David is talking to himself here. Do you ever talk to yourself? He's saying, David, bless the Lord. And don't forget, don't you dare forget to praise God, to thank him for all that he's done for you. Never take God for granted. God is good, and he showers our lives with many wonderful benefits that we receive by faith. And today I'd just like to simply take a look at some of the benefits of God. And the first benefit is forgiveness. And you got your little uh, sheet for taking notes. We're going to look at five benefits today, okay? So first one, forgiveness. Uh, verse 3, who forgives all your iniquity. Max Licato tells the story. A Chinese man by the name of Fai Puyan had tried every treatment available to ease his throbbing headaches. Uh, nothing helped. An x-ray finally revealed the culprit. A rusty four-inch knife blade had been lodged in his skull for four years. In an attack by a robber, Fuyan had suffered lacerations on the side of his jaw, and he didn't know that the blade had broken off inside his head. Well, uh, no wonder he suffered from that stabbing pain. Talk about a splitting headache, huh? And Lucato comments, we, we can't live with foreign objects buried in our bodies or our souls. Uh, what would an x-ray of your interior reveal? Regrets over an earlier relationship? Remorse over a poor choice? Shame about the marriage that didn't work? The habit you couldn't quit? The temptation you didn't resist? Or the courage you couldn't find? Guilt lies hidden beneath the surface, festering, irritating, Sometimes we so deep, so, sometimes so deeply embedded you don't know the cause. Well, we'd ask ourselves this morning, you know, what, what guilt am I dealing with? The Bible is good news. The Bible tells us that God forgives all our sins when we place our trust in Jesus Christ. Not just some of our sins, but all of our sins, even the worst and ugliest offenses. Christ's death on the cross paid the price for many sins and failures. And now we can live guilt-free. Verses 6 and 7 say, The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made, made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. To be sure, God is holy and righteous. God is the God of justice and truth, but he's also merciful and forgiving. Verses 8 through 13 go on, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love 
toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. The Lord is like a compassionate father. Now, I grew up over in eastern Washington, a little town called Ephrata, and uh, my dad was the head of the Grant County Health Department, but we also did some farming on the side. We had 150 acres of irrigated farmland out by Quincy, and uh, being part-time farmers, we always used old, junky equipment, used equipment. But one year, Dad decided that he would go all out and splurge and buy a brand new New Holland haybine. And it was a beautiful machine, self-propelled. It had a dual sickle bar. It had a cab. Didn't have an air conditioner. We were too cheap for the air conditioner, so we had a fan that blew hot air on us. But, but it, it was a beautiful machine. And it was Dad's pride and joy. And uh, one day I was out in the hay field uh, mowing hay, and uh, there was this big concrete uh, tile in the middle of the field, and it sat about a foot and a half high. And uh, I knew very well that that tile was out there somewhere, but I was just kind of tooling along, you know, on the, on the swather, uh, mowing hay, humming, daydreaming, and all of a sudden, wham, hit that concrete tile head on, smashed up the front of the sickle bar. Uh, oh, no, what was Dad going to do, okay? Was he going to kill me? Well, obviously not. I'm here today, but uh, was he going to yell at me, ball me out royal? Uh, what was Dad going to do? Well, as it was, Dad forgave me. And uh, we, we fixed up the sickle bar, and before I knew it, Dad had me back on the swather uh, mowing hay again. And you see, that's the way God is. God is gracious. God is forgiving towards us. Uh, at times, we do disobey God, let's admit it. Yet God does not treat us as we deserve. Uh, the Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. As far as the east is from the west, so far God removes our sin from us. There's a song about that. It asks the question, can you tell me just how far the east is from the west? And the answer, one scarred hand to another. Jesus Christ has paid the price for our sin. In Micah chapter 7, verses 18 through 19, who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over transgression for the remnant of his inheritance? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in steadfast love. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast our sins into the depths of the sea. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 25. God says, I, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my sake, and I will not remember 
your sins. Today we can be sure of God's forgiveness. If we trust in Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, and as we ask him daily to forgive us our sins. Well, here's a second benefit. Healing. Verse 3b, who heals all your diseases. Now, forgiveness and healing are placed side by side in this verse. That's because sin and sickness have a, a common origin. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve sinned against God, deliberately disobeyed him. This brought the consequences of pain, suffering, disease, and death. We live in a sin-cursed world. Now, we do not believe that all sickness is a, direct is a direct result of a particular sin in our lives. Jesus uh, corrected that false idea. He said about a man born blind that it wasn't caused by his sin or by his parents' sin, but rather this was an opportunity for God's glory to be shown through this man's healing. The truth is, we do live in a sin-cursed world. None of us are immune from suffering. Uh, but praise God. God is the great physician. God will someday heal us of every disease. Uh, in heaven, there will be no disease, no suffering, no pain, no sorrow, will be perfectly whole. We did a uh, graveside uh, funeral service for a lady yesterday, and, and uh, she's home in glory now, free from all suffering, free from all suffering. And in heaven, there'll be no COVID, uh, no weak hearts or strokes or cancer or bum knees or broken bones. We'll be whole, perfectly, completely whole. Well, what about today? Does God care about my present condition today? Look at verses 13 through 16. As the Father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field, the wind passes over it, and it's gone, and his place knows it no more. God knows our every weakness. He knows these earthly bodies of ours are going to wear out. They don't last forever. Someday we'll pass away. Yet, verse 17 says, but the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. Today, God sees our frailties, and he cares. And according to his wisdom and purpose, he often, not always, but often brings healing in the here and now. My uh, grandma, Harrell, was a very godly woman, a woman of prayer, a sweet, kind woman, never, never said a word evil of anybody, you know, always thought the best of everyone. And after Grandpa died, um, <clears throat> Grandma 
went to live at the Warm Beach campgrounds just down the road from here. At first she was in the little cottage and uh, then she graduated on up to the nursing home. And at age 96, uh, Grandma had a medical emergency, so they called the ambulance to take her to the hospital. And as they were going, uh, they, they laid this lead sheet over her legs to improve her circulation. And the paramedics used the word pants. Well, at that word, Grandma's ears perked up, pants? Well, I'll be. I've never worn pants. <laughs> that was the truth. She had never worn a pair of pants in her entire life. It was always a dress, but uh, never worn pants. And another thing Grandma said that day, she said, today I'm going to see Jesus. And she did. The Lord took her home. But now back up many years earlier, and uh, back in Kansas, uh, the kids didn't bring in the firewood one day. So Grandma had to go out and fetch the firewood, and she fell and broke her hip. And she suffered with that broken hip for a long, long time, for years, I believe. And uh, one day, Grandma sensed in her body God substantially healing her hip. You see, God heals every disease. One way or another, God heals every disease. Um, Jesus is the great physician. Read, read the Gospels. Jesus healed, uh, and he heals today. He heals physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. He's the great physician. He can heal us from disease, injuries, painful memories, depression, addictions, grief of every kind. So express your need to the Lord. Pray in faith. Pray in trust for the Lord's healing. Don't lose faith if God does not heal you in your time, in your way. But trust God to heal you in his time, in his way. Well, that leads us on to the third benefit, and that's redemption. Redemption, verse 4, who redeems your life from the pit. Now, redemption speaks of deliverance. And this word pit, well, that's a metaphor for the grave. Have you ever had a close brush with death? Many people in Florida, South Carolina, these past few days have faced the fury of Hurricane Ian. Up to 155-mile-an-hour winds, several feet of storm surge, uh, deluges, torrential rain, massive flooding, washed-out roads, loss of electricity for two and a half million people, uh, you know, people stranded, a deadly scenario. And some, unfortunately, did not survive. Last I heard, the death toll 
22, but that could be a lot more by now. But think of this. Many were delivered. Many were delivered. They were redeemed, you could say, from the jaws of death. When we lived in Wisconsin, uh, Gloria, my wife, was uh, driving up in the city of Eau Claire, and it was a very major busy street. It wasn't interstate, but it was a, a major street and um, a couple lanes both ways with a grass median in between. And um, Gloria's car just conked out, and she couldn't get over to the uh, right side of the road. She had to just stop right there in the inner lane of the road. And she tried frantically to get the, um, the blinker lights on, the, the warning hazard lights, couldn't find them right offhand, so she got out of the car and she went in front and put up the hood to warn people that, you know, her car was stalled. And, and uh, just then she, she went back. She thought, well, I'll try again to get those blinkers on. But she saw this big vehicle come crashing down the street uh, full speed, not uh, braking at all. And, she, and so she stepped back and, and the car hit her car, sent it airborne, sailing down the street, and, uh, you know, just smashed it like an accordion. And um, Gloria's often thought, well, you know, if that had been a few moments sooner, I would have been standing in front of the car, and I probably would have been killed. Or, if I had gotten back into the car, without my seatbelt on, I would have been seriously injured or, or even killed. But God delivered her from the pit of death. He delivered her. Uh, have you been delivered from a close call? Well, in a fuller sense, God delivers or redeems us from spiritual death, from separation from God. 1 Peter 1, 18 through 19. Knowing that you were ransomed or redeemed, from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. On the cross, Jesus Christ shed his blood to redeem us from sin, from spiritual death, he, he rose from the tomb, from the pit, if you will. He lives today to bring us new life. Praise the Lord for our redemption. Here's the fourth benefit, that of crowning. Verse 4b, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. The NIV puts it, and crowns you with love and compassion. Recently, the world watched as, uh, as they, we, we saw the funeral of Queen Elizabeth. More than a week of observance as, as Great Britain mourned the death of its beloved monarch who had reigned valiantly for 70 years. And uh, you probably watched a lot of the proceedings on TV. I noticed the funeral procession where the casket was on, you know, the coffin was rolled down the street, and, and on top of the, of the coffin was the queen's crown. 
this uh, elaborate, beautiful, jeweled crown, a spectacular, spectacular crown. And uh, think of it now for a moment. You are crowned. You as a son or daughter of God are a prince or a princess. And, and God crowns you. He crowns you with his love and mercy. Two brothers, Matthew and Ryan, went to spend a day at Grandpa and Grandma's house, and they had just a wonderful time of uh, playing games and talking and just, uh, you know, bonding time with the grandparents. And at the end of the day, uh, Grandpa said to 12-year-old Matthew, you made my day. Well, Matthew replied, God made your day. We just put the icing on it. And, uh, you know, God puts the icing on our cake. Uh, he enriches our lives. He blesses us with so many wonderful blessings. He crowns us with his love. In verses 17 and 18, it goes on, it says, But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. Are you keeping God's covenant? Are you obeying his word? Are you walking step by step with the Holy Spirit? As we walk closely with the Lord, he places a crown of glory upon our heads. And then here's our last one today. Uh, the last benefit we'll look at, satisfaction. Who satisfies you with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Decades ago, Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones sang, I can't get no satisfaction. Well, maybe they were looking in the wrong places. God brings true and lasting satisfaction. He satisfies the desires of our heart with good things. Every good and perfect gift, the Bible says, comes from God. Stop and count your blessings. Uh, thank God for all, of, all that he provides. Look around you. Look at the beautiful fall colors. And the church is decked out so beautifully today with a hint of fall here, pumpkins and such. And, but look at the fall colors. Leaves are starting to turn. Uh, bask in the sunshine. We're going to have maybe a record-breaking day today, maybe up to 80 or so in October even. But bask in the sunshine. Enjoy it while we have it, okay? Uh, lift your eyes to the mountains. Now, as we were coming up today, we couldn't really see the mountains. Too much smoke in the air. Maybe that'll lift a little bit before the day is over. But I can imagine that you folks up here probably have a beautiful view of um, Mount Baker when it's a clear day. Is that true? Yeah. Isn't that a gorgeous mountain? And uh, so, so look at God's handiwork. Just give him thanks and praise. Uh, thank God for the special people in your life. Uh, thank him for the health and strength to be here today to worship with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank him for his joy and his peace, his comfort, his Holy Spirit's presence 
in your life. God satisfies our desires so that our, our youth is renewed like the eagles. So, uh, Isaiah chapter 40, 29 through 31. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Do you ever feel weary? Do you ever feel weary in your spirit? Discouraged? Sad? Despondent? Worn out with care? Wait upon the Lord. Put your hope in Him. Trust in the Lord. Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Are you delighting yourself in the Lord? Not in the things of this world, but in the Lord. Are you seeking Him, enjoying times of prayer, enjoying times of reading His Word, delighting in God? Are you finding abundant satisfaction in your personal relationship with Christ? Well, our, our psalm concludes today by calling all creation, all creation to, to join in praising God. Look at verses 19 through 22. Bless the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works, all in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. David begins and ends Psalm 103 on a personal note. Bless the Lord, O my soul. God deals with us, each one, individually. On a personal basis, his benefits are vast and wonderful, but we must receive them personally, individually, for ourselves. We must receive them by personal faith and trust in the Lord. So today, open your hands and receive by faith God's benefits, forgiveness, healing, redemption, crowning, satisfaction. Receive God's benefits. Open your hands. Receive his blessing today. Let's pray. Father, we do pray that today we will indeed open up our lives to you in faith and trust to look to you, Lord, to give you thanks and praise for the many ways in which you've blessed our lives. And Father, some of us are going through difficult times today, times of grief, times of suffering. Lord, may we look to you in faith, in trust, and know that you are the compassionate Father, the loving, kind, heavenly Father, 
who heals, who forgives, who helps, who strengthens, who redeems, who crowns us, who satisfies the deep longings and hurts of our hearts. Uh, Father, we, we just look to you for your help, your strength today. And uh, Father, as we come to the communion table today, we come with hearts that want to simply be rejoicing in the sacrifice of Christ for, for our sins. We want to be, Lord, thanking you for our salvation, so rich and free. So bless us, Father, as we commune at this special moment. In Jesus' name, amen.